Okay, uh, welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, a podcast where we're taking a closer look at games on the fringe. Uh, I'm Jordan, uh, with you here today, and joining me is my friend Blake. Hi, I'm Blake. Blake is me. How's it going, Blake? Uh, it's going pretty well. All right. Feeling good. Feeling yeah. ready. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've got an interesting game uh, prepared to talk about this week. Um, certainly, uh, a game that plays with the limits of what you might call a game. Uh, yeah, doesn't feel particularly game-like um, when first playing open, and that yeah. is a game called "It Is As If You Were Doing Work," a uh, browser game by Pippin Barr, who is a um, Professor of Design and Computation Arts at Concordia University, which is in Montreal. Um, mm. And this game, uh, when, when you open it up, um, I'll go ahead and like just start with a summary of, of how the game works. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you know, um, when you when you pull it up, it looks as though you're just like signing into uh, sort of like typical desktop, maybe a little out of date desktop feels like. Windows 98 or 2000 it's definitely, or something like it's that. It's definitely like Windows 95. 95 even, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, re- I actually I did a little reading about the game, and he, s- he said he based it on 95, but I'll let you oh, continue describing I, I missed that. Okay, that's good to know. So, like, Windows 95 asks you for a username and password. You can just type in whatever you want. And then it's... Um, uh, you're, you're met with a desktop display where there are only four icons. Display, music, game, and about... And after a few moments, the game itself begins, which is basically just a series of pop-up windows uh, with kind of like comically tedious instructions. Uh, there's one that'll yeah, pop like up. Little little tasks. Yeah, uh, they're like sort of supposed to seem kind of like something you would do in a boring uh, office job, but really are not actually. Like, they're they're definitely exaggerated. Yeah, exaggerated, kind of ridiculous, um, not actually useful. There's like one where you set the date. There's one that it literally just says move the slider to 45. So you literally just and then you have to hit the right button too. Mm-hmm. There's some that literally just say click activate. You just click a button, yeah. um, and then every so often you also have to type emails. And uh, whenever you type the emails, any button will do the same, the same text, which is like preset text. So it's not that's you're not really communicating with anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the game like has this silly point system where you're you're rewarded for for your quote-unquote hard work and you get promotions and um so it's basically just a game about about work um and and the last thing i'll say about summary before we we get into the meat of it is if, if you open the about icon there's a little like text document basically that uh, explains that this um this application was designed for uh basically humans that felt unproductive living in a in a society where robots have taken everyone's jobs basically um and yep. I'll, I'll just read a quote from that it says oh. uh although many humans find themselves able to adapt to this post-work era some among you struggle with a sense of ineffectiveness and a lack of productivity we take this very seriously it's not really explained who we are but but whatever uh, the royal we <laughs> just you know the people who run things yeah, um, the movers and shakers. It says, uh, it is as if you were doing work is an application created especially for those humans who feel a need to recapture an appearance of usefulness through t- traditional human-computer action. Uh, 
That's funny. Appearance uh, of usefulness. <laughs> appearance of usefulness. Listen, I never want to appear useful because then people will actually expect me to be useful. Yeah, that's fair. Not not as not as desirable as you may think. Uh, I, you know, apparently in this in this world, uh, everyone's sad that they that they're not useful, so they they play silly games where they pretend. To, yeah, which to be which I find I find a little bit hard to swallow. I feel like people generally enjoy not having to be useful or not having the expectation of being useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely a little um, satirical. I think. Uh, um, well, well, before before I get to that, let's just let's just start with like initial initial impressions what uh sure would you would you think of this game well i think i think immediately first of all i was i just clicked the link and i was expecting it to be like a link to an itch.io page because that's generally what the games we look at are yeah, they're that's true. on itch.io i have to go download it then i click it and i'm just immediately in my browser met with this i'm like oh yeah browser game hell yes <laughs> and also the login screen i was like Oh yes. <laughs> so I like <laughs> I like wrote down the username and password I used for for a later experiment, but maybe I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, but anyway, I, I was I, I was immediately like in. I was like, oh, they're they're going for it. They got the login screen happening. and everything. <laughs> yeah, and like the it, it has sounds lifted directly out of like Windows ninety five. That's true. That's something I, th- I didn't say. Uh, the sounds are very, very. Fun. Yeah, they're not even they're not even like. Oh, this sounds similar. They literally they are lifted out of <laughs> like '90s Windows operating systems because I like recognized them. Like the one when you fail, I was just like, "Oh man, that reminds me of when I was like five years old on our like first family computer <laughs> that was running on Windows '95." Um, oh. But yeah, and then I, I think also like uh, the first. So you you kind of sit at the desktop for probably like thirty seconds, and the little, wood, little window pops up that says, "Are you ready for work?" And you can say yes or no. And if you say no, it just says, it just uh, starts a progress bar that says work starting <laughs> yep. in, and then it, the progress takes like 30 seconds. So even if you say you're not ready, it doesn't care. It just goes. <laughs> but luckily I had enough time to uh, go into like the little music application and turn on some, some sweet, sweet jazz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Before, you, you can change the background music to give yourself yeah, there's, the, what the was most it? friendly jazz Jazz, world, hip hop, and classical are your four <laughs> musical options, and it's like these these like goofy little MIDI sounds, like very again very like '90s like mm-hmm. oh your sound card, depending on what sound card you have, this MIDI will sound different. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely I feel like that that music was was pretty uh <laughs> pretty on point. But yeah, but yeah. I, I, immediately once the once the little game started, I kind of was like. Oh, okay. This is what this is, and and also I was like pretty immediately struck by like it, it kind of hits you with a lot of stuff, and you're kind of like yeah, just yeah. going. You're you're kind of just you're just busting it out. Yeah, li- literally um, a, a lot of stuff. Like um, before you can finish like typing one of the emails, another pop up will immediately come uh, and and literally interrupt you. And uh, quite frustratingly, sometimes you can't. Um, yep. You can't keep typing the email. You have to address the new pop-up, yep. even if you're just like it'll, clicking it'll out of it. It'll take the focus away. Yep. So you can you can just click back to the email and finish can, it yeah. before doing the other thing. But, but it, every time it pops up, it takes the focus, and it's yep. just like, "Fuck you, man!" <laughs> I was at three fifty-five out of required four hundred words. Why you got to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean that's I think that's obviously like intended to be a little, little like mildly oh. frustrating. Clearly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so what was what was your first impression upon um, um, loading well, the game? Well, I have just a weird 
like fascination with games that like use our normal computer interfaces as as the play space um so mm-hmm. so the, the the like premise or or maybe even gimmick of the game i was already like okay this i'm gonna enjoy this yeah i'm in <laughs> i'm sold um but then like actually getting into the meat of it i i thought it was a kind of little clever meditation on like like the the like relationship between work and and play today yeah uh, in like in a computer driven society absolutely um, um and i mean even though uh it's supposed to be a little tedious i mean i i did find it kind of fun even on even, oh yeah like it, both it, both for it's like clever little like parody of like corporate culture like all those uh stock images that pop oh, up the stock it's, images with yeah. like uh doing work is working hard or something <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah uh, oh. and it just pops yeah it definitely it definitely does a good job of like i don't know i mean i've worked in like a, a pretty corporate environment as a as a software development intern so <laughs> i feel like i've definitely been the 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 code monkey tasked with doing like the menial programming shit that the the other developer on my team didn't want to do which was it was not enjoyable (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah i definitely think that it 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 does a pretty good job of like talking or kind of uh satirizing that uh like the sort of menialness of Mm -hmm. the work and the the productivity that's expected of you in like yeah. a, a way that was actually fun like i was engaged i was i was trying to do well and like get all the things quick done quickly even though it wasn't it didn't take super long for me to realize that it was mostly pointless mm-hmm. <laughs> that like mm-hmm. the progress you're making is largely meaningless mm-hmm. unless i just didn't go for long enough but um but I still kept going at it. Just there's a, there's a little bit of being like, uh, is there is there an end? Do I do I become the CEO at some point? <laughs> yeah, like how how many like uh, promotions did you get? I think I didn't get past like four. Oh, um, you only did four? Because uh, oh, I restarted man. the game three separate times. Oh, okay. Um, I I probably times. I probably got between ten and fifteen. Wow. I played I played for like twenty five minutes <laughs> straight. I mean, I played for like thirty to forty five minutes total. But I mean, I did like different. Yeah, yeah. See, I playthroughs. See, I just did like mostly one, and then I opened it up a, a second time to like test some little theories that I had. Um, hmm. But, but mostly, yeah, I just did it one big long go because I was like, I don't know, something about me was like hoping that at some point I would like there would be like a turn, like a like a frog fraction style, like a little bit of a oh yeah, some a different thing showing up. Thing, yeah, but I I didn't find like that to be the case. That, that one might frog fractions would hide like in to happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess for people that don't know, frog fractions is a let's say it's it's sold as a game like an educational game about fractions but it is so much more than that and mm-hmm. if you don't know what it is you should absolutely uh just google frog fractions and play it yeah you should. Uh, <laughs> uh it's definitely worthwhile but but that's besides the beside the point um what were we what were we talking about um uh, yeah the so the question of fun i think is what we're talking about um, oh yes and yes it, so in addition to the the, the fun of like having uh, seen the parody that the game is making I, I there's like a little bit of i mean this part isn't like thrilling but there is uh-huh. a little bit of like perverse fun and just even when you know it's meaningless just like uh-huh. a little fun 
something fun. Yeah. Like clicking through the sliders, yeah. clicking on the and, buttons, and, and seeing and getting, your score like, go up. good at yeah. it, like, figuring out how to optimize, like, the keyboard yeah. ones yeah. at first. Because I guess, I'm not sure if this was totally clear. So the email ones, basically what pops up, it'll be, like, a little email, and it'll say you have a, a word limit before you can save the email and send it. And you can type. It doesn't type the words that you type. It just, every keystroke, it registers, yep. and it has, like, some library of text, which I actually want to talk about in a minute, of, like, where that text comes from. But it's just, like, yeah. random text that it will put in and once you've reached the character limit then you can send it mm -hmm. so uh i was like at first i was like kind of like doing you know if when you try to pretend like you're typing you're like hitting all keys really fast mm -hmm. but at some point i found it was faster to just like hold down make space. it so all no to make sure that all 10 of my fingers are hitting keys and just like gyrate oh. my hands and hit the same 10 keys like <laughs> just uh, you know as fast oh, as possible man, you, you min maxed it you're just like absolutely <laughs> i was i was gonna say i was i was trying to like min max this game oh, a little man. bit in like a fun way uh and it, it threw a few curveballs at you but um but yeah and that actually that actually brings me to one kind of criticism i had with the game or maybe not criticism but something i was a little bit disappointed by is there's there's no as far as i could tell there's no penalty for failure so no it doesn't in fact i i started like typing notes about the game i just left it on in the background and i noticed uh -huh. that it just like the break time that you get um uh, just seems it to keeps be like, coming it's no just matter what timer so the game just yep. like it, it was as if the game didn't even really notice i had stopped playing it yeah yeah and it even it only i i did the same thing so i played for probably like 25 or 30 unbroken minutes and then i just let it sit for like 10 and it i think it brought up like four little windows before it stopped popping up new ones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i i really wanted to see what happened if i just like let it run oh yeah i wanted there like to be eight. like 20 things i wanted it to like crash or something but uh unfortunately it doesn't do that but anyway i i sort of felt like it sort of being a a satirical of like menial work and mm -hmm. sort of the way companies are like expecting productivity that it's just like not possible with humans like it's just not humans aren't made to fucking sit at a computer and do the same <laughs> shit over and over for 10 hours straight you know they're gonna get on reddit or youtube or facebook Absolutely. god forbid uh and so i was kind of disappointed that it didn't have a like a pop-up like oh it looks like you haven't done any work in the last few minutes we're gonna mm. have to demote you or uh, <laughs> like a little performance re review where it's like hmm, it looks like you uh, aren't quite meeting your your task quota uh we're gonna have to like uh do some sort of pay cut or something but i guess maybe that's a bit much to ask for what what this this game mm -hmm. has to say but i mean uh, i definitely I think that would have been that would have been clever um although yeah. it would that would be a little strange I mean, you know, the the supposed reason for the existence of this game is that it's like from a future where, yep. where no one has to work. So yeah, it, it and I, I think that's the reason that mm -hmm. it. I think that's absolutely. I think it was probably a conscious decision. Like they, they probably were like, eh, no, maybe we're not going to do that because it's more about being people mm -hmm. wanting to do the work, and so penalizing yeah. that uh, doesn't make sense for like the sort of uh, fiction mm -hmm. that we've created for this game's existence. Yeah, but either way, I was I was a little bit a little bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, um. Yeah, I think there's something a little dark about uh, like the the implication of the game, like, um, like when when people say that like, you know, work is valuable in itself. Like, mm -hmm. it's good. It's a good feeling to just you know be productive. Usually, usually they mean like it's because you're like 
doing something that you feel passionate about or yeah. you're like being creative or something like that. There, there's yeah. something a little like almost yeah. sick about the idea that people are like, ah, yeah. I, I miss, I long for sitting in front of a computer clicking on buttons. I just, yeah. that's all I want to do. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like this this game exists and like the, the creator probably uh, was Pippin Bar. He's he's probably got like I, I imagine he's got some head cannon for this game, like <laughs> sure, the world sure. that it takes place in. <laughs> but like, yeah, it is. It, it does have a that is an interesting point that like, yeah, man, people robots do everything now. It's cool. We don't have to work, but like we we need it, and we like <laughs> instead of doing things we like like productive things we just you know we just need something that's that we hate man we we need the hate in our life hmm yeah <laughs> that is <laughs> that's so sad to think yeah uh, i mean it, I, don't it's know that I, I don't know if i buy it but <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but it, i mean you think you need you need to feel the lows so that the highs still feel high <laughs> you know if you if, if if everything's just great all the time then nothing is great you know <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, it's like um, when I lived. So I lived in L.A. for a summer. It's a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's sunny every day in L.A. and it bummed me out, man, because I would wake up and it's a beautiful day, and I just didn't care because yesterday was a beautiful day, and every day before it was a beautiful day. You gotta have like shitty, cloudy days so that you appreciate the beautiful days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure doesn't um, Bob Ross say something about that? Like, uh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's covered most like folksy idealism like he's just like he's had a little folksy saying about pretty much every thought that a person has had at some point <laughs> um, um uh i had a thought oh right so i, I think sort of um the the flip side was well, one thing we were talking about is like um how the game sort of plays with the our like almost irrational compulsion to be working um yep. I, I think another thing that the game does it's a little less explicit is um play with the way that a lot of games already even games that aren't about work already mm-hmm. kind of resemble work a little bit um or or at least oh, like a okay. lot of games the the line between work and play is already kind of ambiguous uh, the example that um i was thinking of is like the concept of grinding in an RPG game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, um, I remember when I used to be into World of Warcraft, like, you know, sometimes when you, you gotta be leveling up or, mm-hmm. uh, getting that, actually, maybe RuneScape's a better option. Like, when you're, like, leveling yeah. up mi- mining and RuneScape, it's, like, I'm, it's I, tedious. I, it's tedious. It's like I'm working. Um, yeah. And, but you get so, like, obsessed with it, you're like, I, I just want to get 99 yeah. mining. But, yeah, uh, that's actually that's actually a really good point because I think one of the reasons that I was like so willing and I was like you you refer to it as min maxing is mm, like mm-hmm. a lot of times in games there's something there's something very satisfying about finding the most efficient way to do something that you don't like to do so that you it's like it, it's like you you're beating it even though you're like playing into it you're being like oh. haha I've like you you were mentioning like grinding yeah, and RuneScape yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Mass Effect 2 uh, launching probes to get the resources for your ship upgrades oh, yeah. and I remember being in high school and I would it would I would uh, for most of the game it's a narrative game so I don't I'm just like listening to the game but then I would go and just say okay I'm gonna sit here for two hours and mine minerals and then I'm never gonna have to do it again <laughs> and I'm gonna 
listen to a, a podcast or some music. So I'm not listening to the game at all. Actually, I usually listen to podcasts because the space music in that game is still pretty dope. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but but I would like fly to a planet and I had like this very specific, like I developed a method to like mine the planet most efficiently or most efficiently. And like, I was just totally skipping over planets that were anything less than like moderate density of minerals mm-hmm, I needed and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I think I think you're actually absolutely right that that this game is kind of playing with that a little bit because there's no there's no artifice to the uh, like dull work that you're trying to make more efficient. Yeah, it, like just it sh- just is just mm-hmm. the work itself. Yeah, that's interesting. There's that's I like the way you, you put that that there's like something even if you don't care about like what even if what you're accomplishing is not important to you or is not valuable to you, there's something satisfying in finding a way to do it more efficiently to, sub- like, to subvert it like yeah. think about think about yeah, all the yeah. exploits and games to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get a bunch of money most games you don't need you know money i feel like most games their their economy is mostly meaningless it's there yeah. to be an economy to be like this is a real world with an economy yeah but most true. of the time you're not having to like think that hard about what you're buying it's just like well if i don't have enough money now i'll just do another side mm-hmm. quest and have enough money yeah. uh so i think like there's there's something weird about being like yeah but like what if i just got like unlimited money and i found out this weird way to like game the system this mm-hmm. i found the crab shopkeeper in morrowind who has enough gold that i can just <laughs> yes, sell him yes. unlimited items oh <laughs> you know? so true <laughs> uh but yeah I, I definitely think that there's there's a satisfaction in subverting a system that's boring or meaningless or even even if it's not boring even if it's just like kind of tedious and there's like a very specific structure to it mm-hmm. kind of finding a way to to game that structure if either optimize it or subvert it entirely is uh, a is yeah. a satisfying thing to do um yeah that seems true and there's um, like i mean there's whole genres where like think about stardew valley or i guess the harvest moon i never played harvest moon but i loved stardew valley and a lot of what i loved about it was like figuring out how to set up my farm to most efficiently get a lot of money and like each season there's different crops you can plant so each season i'm like figuring out which crops work the best way and like how to water them and how like the number of days left in that season before that crop won't grow are so i think i think definitely like there's a lot of i guess is that is that lizard brain i guess lizard brain is usually associated with like fast reaction time but sort of like almost a primal instinct of like efficiency (laughs) that can Mm -hmm, happen mm -hmm. um yeah yeah but uh so actually that that kind of leads a little bit into a a big point that i wanted to bring up which is uh, sort of how the fiction ties into how the game works because you find out pretty quickly that uh there are sort of templates for what the little mini games i guess are uh and they're definitely randomly generated like generated Mm -hmm. by a program Mm -hmm. um and so i I kind of thought it was was interesting that like this game about programs and robots replacing humans is itself a program that is just like programmatically giving you infinite distractions like it it's and it, maybe it's even a comment on procedural generation, which has become a huge thing as in indie games, especially for like, yeah. oh, we just have to write proc gen; it'll make our game infinitely replayable. It's like not really. Like, good proc gen is pretty hard to nail, yeah. and even so, people will start seeing the cracks in it eventually. 
and also as a as like a game designer i find uh like specifically designed content and levels to be better most of the time mm -hmm. i think proc gen yep. they're, they're yeah, like I mean, the no like man's sky problem right like absolutely where it's just like, like nobody hey man we generated a whole universe there's like, 30 yeah, billion universe. planets but they're all kind of the same and none of them are interesting yeah and like even there with even with procedural generation you see you, the first time you see the planet with the crazy like arches everywhere you're like oh fuck and then the, the instant you see it again you're like oh wow this sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh this true. is actual bullshit uh-huh yeah and i think that um yeah the, the procedural generation this probably isn't true of all games that use procedural generation but i think that one of the mm the sort of like problems or like blind spots that the, the designers of No Man's Sky maybe fell into is like mm -hmm. um, the, the assumption that like it's simply volume or simply um, like novelty that makes uh, the like the open world feel exciting. I feel like part of mm -hmm. part of what was exciting um, and maybe not everyone thinks like metagaming in this way but like part of what's exciting about like open world games to me sometimes is like mm -hmm. the knowledge that someone somewhere like puts some thought into this and like this yeah. thing that didn't seem important to me in fact there was someone somewhere who like yeah thought up a whole reason for why this exists a whole yeah a whole story absolutely for it. yeah the fact that i mean everything in a game like or most things in a game like skyrim was like specifically designed like someone had to write that lizard yeah. erotic novel <laughs> yeah. someone had to write that and someone <laughs> spent several time that someone edited that for the someone who was writing Wait, it the, and the what's the, the name the it's lusty like Argonian. the lusty it, well it's like it's something she's like a maid or something anyway but why it's, does this yeah. keep coming out didn't we mention this in an earlier episode yeah we did we did talk about it <laughs> okay. uh, you know it's just heavy on my mind you know that that you lusty know, lizard stuck it just with changed me, you know you. what i'm saying like my my god this it's brilliant like, damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, it's just it's just a comical thing that someone had to like invest time into. And yeah. it's like someone's like getting home from work, and it's like, "Well, what'd you work on today, honey?" It's like, "Man, I'm trying to crack the nut of this lizard sex book." Crack the nut. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I hear, yeah, I mean, you're right though. Like someone yeah. that was their job for I probably didn't take them that long, but for some amount yeah. of time, like Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you're sort of talking about how uh like with uh, procedural generation one thing one reason why it's like not always the best solution is because you can you can mm -hmm. tell and i think there's like i think the sort of the reason that excuse me procedural generation is so prevalent is because a lot of times you put out a game like uh like her story that takes 90 minutes two hours to play mm -hmm. and people are like oh where's the content 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 so then these indie guys are like oh well if we make our game six hours of like really tight specifically designed stuff then our user reviews are going to be lower than if we mm -hmm. put in some proc gen and people could potentially play it for a hundred hours yeah but i feel like a lot oftentimes like there are games where it really would have been better if there were specifically designed levels and it was a tighter experience. Mm -hmm. Even if I would have like Hyperlight Drifter was a great example that like I I feel like there are many games that exist like it where it's like a top down action game that's like really focused on like really tight action and and combat that's unforgiving. Uh, like that would have worked really well in a procedural world 
to be like, hey, man, we're just going to, like, generate these levels and throw them at you. But instead, they, like, very, very meticulously designed this world, and there's, like, tons of secrets mm. everywhere. And it, I th- honestly think the game is much better for it. I beat it in 12 hours, which is still pretty long for an indie game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and th- But the content was so good that I've played it two more times all mm-hmm. the way through mm-hmm. after beating it the first time because rather than like burning out on some procedural game because I haven't gotten to the f- third level because the second level's really tough or whatever instead yeah. having this like oh you know there's a clear progression here and someone definitely like worked very hard to make these mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. encounters engaging I think that's something that people have lost sight of a little bit uh, yeah. recently yeah I although I think that the uh, like violent uh, response to No Man's Sky, like worst reviews on Steam possibly ever. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe people will rethink that a little bit. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, it's it's kind of sad to think that something good will come out of like people's horrible shitty response to that. But <laughs> maybe you know, maybe, maybe it um, will. <laughs> you you, uh, you said something interesting at the beginning of that uh um that aside that I want to go back to. It seemed interesting to me, like. Okay. There's something weird in the idea that this um, this procedurally generated automated work game is uh-huh. what people are going back to mm-hmm. in in this future world where they have been yeah driven bo- like bored by the fact that everything's automated like yeah that was kind of my my whole point like yeah. I had that thought we're just like I. I was kind of like oh so the whole point is that programs are replacing us and yet you've made a program that is yeah, still the ass- tricking me into uh, doing this work <laughs> the, the 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 like people's psychic escape from the boredom of automated society is an automated an System. automated work game yeah that's a little yeah a little yeah weird. that's I, I definitely thought that was funny i'm not sure if that was like intentional but but i liked it yeah um it's interesting either way yeah um, absolutely um, what else do I have to say about this? Uh, well, one thing that I thought was sort of fun about it um, that I don't know if I have too much to say about is that like the title is is, is true both from the level of like it, it sort of like asks questions about what the experience mm-hmm. of work is like. Like we're playing a game that feels a little bit like work, but then also uh-huh. in the appearance of work to other people like. I, I played it at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I wouldn't have been surprised if like, nobody noticed. That yeah, I was, was actually, <laughs> when I first started playing it and realizing, like, oh, this is pretty fun, I like had the thought of, like, oh, man, I could totally get away with this because like, my coworkers are going to see that. And they might recognize that it looks like an older OS, but they might just be like, I'm pretty sure in Windows 7 you could definitely set it back to have that almost exact look uh-huh. of like the, the gray with the dark blue. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you can still do it in Windows 10. Probably not. But in Windows 7, you could definitely still do that. So I, there was a, there was a mo- moment when I was like <laughs> having fun with that game where like, I could actually like play this at work and get away with it. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, that's a funny, it's a funny thought. Um, like, you know, there's, um, there's a whole, like, it's sort of like one of the many ironies of the, the computer age is like, uh, the computers have made us incredibly... Like we can streamline and make efficient so much work, but also like computers are the ultimate like machine for producing distractions. Like oh, absolutely. Every, everyone jokes about the fact that you know like 
your boss never knows if you're actually on Reddit or you're actually on Facebook. Um, yeah. And I've actually seen, like, uh, Chrome apps um, that, like, I've seen one plugin, for example, that uh, it it formats your Reddit feed to make it look like you have a Word document open. Oh, so th- wow. Yeah, it's... <laughs> That's awesome. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. And I actually, th- th- this game, I, I, I kind of, w- I didn't want to, I maybe didn't want to talk about my own work productivity uh, out of a little bit of shame. But, but honestly, <laughs> I mean, as a, as a programmer, so as you said, computers are kind of run the world, but are also like run everything. Basically, I'm on the internet. 90 80 90 percent of the day you know whether it's for entertainment or for work and i I find myself uh uh, programming a lot of programming jobs sometimes you get the code monkey jobs like that one i was talking about earlier where people just want you to do menial tasks but a lot of programming work is like problem solving and it's hard so it takes a lot of like mental energy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so honestly if i'm like working on like some hard code or like debugging something i'm working maybe like probably like three hours a day of like actual hard like working working and the rest of that is trying to figure out what i can get away with without my coworkers noticing that i'm not working <laughs> and it's it's kind of wild because i've talked to a lot of my programmer friends a lot of them have the same thing to say like between two and four hours of the eight hour work day are how much they're actually like doing work but uh, f- for me i wouldn't be productive for those two to four hours if i wasn't dicking around the rest of the time yeah I because think- yeah, my, my, my brain just needs a break like when you're like solving a yeah, hard-ass problem and you finally get it it's like if i just kept banging my head against it i would have got the same amount of work done mm-hmm. i would just been mentally mm-hmm. exhausted i would be totally drained by the end of the day yeah. because i'd just been smacking my head against the monitor and I, I had a co-worker uh at my last job who would do that he i i couldn't believe it. i so i sat in the cubicle behind him and i would stand at my desk a lot and the cubicle walls were low enough that i could see over and i i swear to god i never once looked at his monitor and saw anything but work on it oh and and i could not understand it <laughs> this guy would just go and like i don't i feel like he wasn't like his work what his code wasn't that great i looked at it a lot i worked with him a lot and it's just like is he just like staring at the screen like just banging his head against it like yeah. I, it's just very different for me where it's just like if i hit a snag and i'm like my brains if my if my gears aren't like turning i'm like all right i'm gonna go read a couple articles really quick and then i come back to it 30 minutes and then i work on it for 15 and then i take mm-hmm. another break you know so yeah. I, I feel like th- this game I, it sort of has a maybe has a role to play there of like how a, a efficiency works and, and maybe that's why i was a little bit disappointed that there was no like uh there was no penalty mm-hmm. for for not doing work because i f- i feel like it, it was sort of a little missed mm-hmm. opportunity to say something about yeah. how little people actually work when they work even when they're mm-hmm. working for pleasure <laughs> <laughs> it's true um you know you, you maybe your your friend who was always had work open on the screen you didn't know it but he actually was like he had those uh like fake eyes on and he was actually asleep the whole time he he, he could have been he could have been he he, he was wearing active he was wearing google glass he He stood the whole day so i'd be pretty impressed if he was standing. yeah yeah he uh he he was a a big proponent of uh standing is the new smoking (laughs) 
<laughs> what? I've never heard yeah. that before. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't either. And then uh, he was like, he was like, you know, our desks can like stand. He's like, you're a young guy, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, standing's the new smoking. It's like what? <laughs> like standing isn't gonna give me fucking lung cancer, dude. <laughs> like what? It's cool, man. He's like, hey, man, the health benefits. And I, I went on to to read a bunch of articles about it instead of working that day. Funnily enough, just because I wanted to prove him wrong. And you know, there's there's science on either side. Like everything, everything both mm-hmm. causes cancer and prevents cancer. Yes, at true. this point, there's a study telling you, oh, you have to stand, or else you're gonna it's gonna put ten years on your life, or you should sit because your knees are gonna fucking explode when you're <laughs> seventy if you stand every day. I mean, so I, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's good to stand from time to time, but I don't know that you need yeah. to work standing. Like, yeah, he. I mean, he worked the whole day standing. I usually did about like three to four hours a day standing. But th- I feel like we're, we're yeah, losing yeah, the plot a little yeah, bit. Here. Yeah. Um. um I, I just had a thought. Like, uh, this this game's about automation, and we were talking about how there's something like, um, like pleasurable about finding a way to, uh, like, optimization. Like be- beat the system, optimize it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it, there be something you just like? ridiculous in a sort of delightful way about like if someone wrote like a simple macro to play this game for you oh yeah that'd be, <laughs> like, that'd be very meta I was, I was thinking of runescape um i actually like tons of people had macros um to uh-huh. like do mining in runescape because it's so yeah. simple um uh-huh. i i actually you know don't tell uh jagex but i i did <laughs> i did try one once um, and it it kind of worked. It wasn't a very good macro, but um, uh-huh. yeah. Like when 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 your game is like, basically you have to do work to play it. Yeah. Then actually, like people are like, well, I'm gonna try to automate the work. <laughs> yeah, and and actually, I don't think it would be that hard in this game because uh, it's in browser. And I actually I, I did a little bit of reading on like the GitHub for the for the page about how it was created and the technology it was created using. You could definitely like use some html tags and some like oh. jquery do some javascript and you could probably uh <laughs> you could probably make that happen uh oh that's that's interesting i wonder um wh- like what the like actual limit that'd be the way to find out if you can ever become the ceo or whatever just leave it on overnight yeah. and see what happens when you come back <laughs> yeah just have something that gets really good at it <laughs> That'd be oh. that'd be kind of fun. Uh, yeah. uh, probably more work than I'd be willing to put into it. But I, I might, mean, at, I might at look that into point, it I'm tempted to just like send an email to Pimpar and be like, "Dude, what happens? Yeah, if you, how does it end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the ending? What's the secret? I want to unlock the best ending. <laughs> the best ending. Yeah. But okay. So I actually had a, had a different thing I wanted to bring up. We're, okay. we're changing gears here. Change topics. Okay. Okay. So we we talked a little bit about vaporwave about our last game trees. <laughs> we and did. Yes, and it, it, it actually, this game gave me a little bit of like. So I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, ah. but like, vaporwave as a musical movement, a lot of where it started was like late '80s and early to mid '90s yuppie culture, and like sort of spoofing that. And so a lot of some yeah, of what sure. would happen is people would get like music or sound effects from uh, shovelware from that era, like basically like those AOL discs they used to send you in the mail like <laughs> and they would sample that in vaporwave and like slow it down so it sounded all fucked up and that would be like the basis for a song <sighs> and so like this this game kind of seemed like almost like it was like um, a little mind for that cuz you could like you can like pick desktop images and there were like I I had, I picked the cat one personally I don't know about you 
but I definitely felt the most internet thing to do was to uh, yeah, make the cat my yeah. background. I tried them all, and I, I came back to the original grass. I just I, I yeah. wanted something that was easy to ignore. There you go. Mm. Well, the and sort of why I'm bringing this up is like the the music, especially. I think when I when I went in and I saw the the things were like jazz. I'm like, okay, elevator music, world music, okay, elevator music classical okay i mean classical you know classic sure, boring sure, music yeah. solid and then there's a the hip-hop and i'm like what <laughs> so <laughs> i i play the hip-hop one and like i get this i was instantly struck by how distinctly it reminded me of like i feel like in the early to mid 90s when people were were like when like when white people were like yo this hip-hop shit it's selling it's here to stay let's let's make it white man let's get these white kids <laughs> doing some whack raps over some beats that don't make sense and they like they don't sound like hip-hop they just sound like i don't even know they sound like the fucking guy who did the seinfeld music was just like hey what if we took all the funkiness out of it and then someone was just like hey my name's this and i'm here to say i like to rap in a major way <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was a real life from one of you just make that up right now. No, no, it's like the it's like the stereotypical like I don't know how to rap and this is the thing that technically rhymes. Okay. <laughs> uh but it was it was kind of amazing how much like the the hip hop uh like this track that is named hip hop like reminded me of that. So I think that was what made me be like huh. is this is this vaporwave? Is this like this is like pre vaporwave? It's like it, I I mean I I, th- I feel like it's doing a lot of the similar things that vaporwave is doing, like using the obsolete or out of date uh, like technology, uh, yeah, or appearance s- of out of date technology in order yeah, to yeah, and something give a that wasn't cool, something that wasn't cool even when it came out, and now you're just like doing something to it that's kind of it's kind of makes it cool <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Although uh, here it seems like you're using something that like, I, I it seems like it's emphasizing the sort of like, like ridiculously pointless nature of what you're yep. doing is like absolutely it's not even it's something so inefficient would have to be Windows ninety five. Like. Yep, yep. <laughs> and and actually, while while we're still sort of on the thinking about the music, I actually when I was reading about it, that all of the music in this game was procedurally generated algorithmically it was oh yeah so uh he links uh pippin bar links in like the github documentation for the game to uh a program called wolfram tones it's uh it's on the internet it's just like a web page and uh apparently they did like some analysis on uh like a bunch of music data or something and it like generates little 15 second loops of songs and you like pick the genre you pick the instruments that are present uh the the beats so like the percussion uh are like presets because uh if you just randomize percussion it would i i don't think it would sound good at all it probably sound horrible uh but anyway uh so i actually like went and messed around with that for like 15 minutes and tried to see if i could get it to generate something that didn't sound like turds but it mostly <laughs> sounded like turds <laughs> but I, I thought that was that was fascinating and that sort of played back into the the thing of like ah we're doing this because we've been replaced by programs and a program like a lot of just huge swaths of the content that this game is were just generated by a program it's just uh, i don't know it's it's, huh. it's cool yeah no that is interesting um mm-hmm. um well i think then we've talked about like everything in this game except for um, 
the break time ah yeah 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 um specifically did you play the little break mini game at all yeah the, like brick breaker yeah it's um i think well it's like a pun because that kind of game is called breakthrough so you play it during your break uh, ah, sure, sure. <laughs> um i don't know I, i'm not sure if there's really anything to say about that i guess there's something a little funny about the idea that you're playing a game to take a break from playing a game yeah um i don't know do you have anything no i that? mean uh what i just had one oh the job titles and the progression of job titles i feel like it definitely had something to say about like the meaninglessness of job titles because mm-hmm. those you could tell were pretty clearly also programmatically generated or random or at least they were constructed at one point to uh-huh. sound random because they're like there's something like data uh you go, you go from like data analyst to like data administrator to like <laughs> screen yeah uh, what is it it was like it was like screen data uh, analyst like all these just <laughs> clearly they took one word and another <laughs> word like screen data engineer and it's just like there's probably people in the real world with that actual job title. yeah it's very possible uh so I, I i found that to be to be pretty funny um yeah and there's another another place where like um like game tropes already sort of resemble work tropes like like it, it since this is a game they're not really job titles they're more like uh the, the titles you might earn from like like badges up. like accomplishments yeah, yeah. And a, they're your game. rank in call of duty <laughs> your rank yeah yeah i'm diamond yep. elite master yeah what why didn't i get to prestige <laughs> Come on, go go back to level one. I gotta get the. Maybe there's a guy hanging out with the tenth prestige lobby. Maybe he'll send me a, a message. My <laughs> Xbox Live. I don't know how much Call of Duty you played when you were in high school. I, I almost none. <laughs> oh, I I played a lot. I played a lot of Call of Duty. That was like when I was like 15. Absolutely, my buds and I. But yeah, there's some 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 fun, weird mm. things that people would would put in there. But that's beside mm. the point. I I think we've we've probably mostly exhausted. Uh, mm-hmm. Things you want to say? I've I've gone through all my notes, and I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I've gone through mine. Well, I, I guess one thing I will say to close is that uh, for those for our our new listeners discovering this podcast, uh, don't worry. Eventually, we will play a game that it more like readily resembles what you imagine ah, when you imagine it, a game. Yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like these first few we've been getting pretty pretty we've been taking fringe to heart <laughs> yeah with some yeah. <laughs> some pretty strange games but uh um, i mean i think in, in our intro episode we talk about like how much you and i both love dark souls for like mm-hmm. the feel of that game and the action yeah so i think you and i are definitely both like mm-hmm. uh still looking for for like weird sort yeah. of fringe games or maybe just not well-known games that have like really good feeling like yeah. just feel good to play and are just like it's fun true. in the more traditional sense and i think that um to uh I sometimes see this when people who are used to talking about um, like literature or film uh, start t- talking about games like like academically or critically. Um, mm. I encounter this a lot since I'm in a PhD program in English, and there's a lot of people who are like cur- curious about games, but I can li- imagine <laughs> don't think about them very much. That they, they they only want to talk about the games that are like conceptually interesting, and I like mm. I mean I'm I'm interested in conceptually interesting games too, but yeah, I I think also there are are very interesting things to say about games that that really 
are strictly mechanical. Strictly mechanical. Or mostly games, mechanical. Games that really aren't saying much, I still think mm -hmm. there is a lot to say about them. Yes, absolutely. So that and I think that's a direction we will explore a little more in yeah in future episodes. Absolutely, and in in coming from the other side, you know, having uh, a lot of people, even when you're like working on like we are game developers in a program for game development, we are making games. A lot of people like don't want to talk about themes. They just want to be like, how does the game play? Is it fun? Which is it seems weird in like a game design program. Mm -hmm. You think you get a lot of people that are more on like the what about the the thematic or narrative or whatever, but. But, yeah, but anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about these sorts of things and, mm -hmm. and games that sort of fill the more traditional idea of what a game could be uh, in, in future episodes, I think. Yeah, I think we will. And it'll be, I think that'll be especially fun because, um, the, you know, fringe games, um, I think that the fringe games that are just trying to be fun or just trying to be, like, mechanically uh, satisfying. En enjoyable, mechanically satisfying... Um, those are the kinds of fringe games that people are probably least likely to give a fair shake because they, sure. they don't have enough uh, budget or just time to make yeah. them really, really, really polished. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping we can give, give those games a, a fair look. All right, absolutely. Well, with that, I think we're, we're going to say yeah. adieu until uh, next week. Yeah, this has been uh, Edge Garden. We hope you tune in next time. <laughs>